contact mapping is really a way of being in your life that number one sees every human being as valuable and having the opportunity to contribute to your life and for you to have the ability to contribute to their life. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and we've got a dynamite interview for you today. If you've ever thought your net worth is in your network, this is the interview for you. Uh, We're going to be talking about how to build your network and build relationships that will drive your business. I'm talking today with Adrian Chenault. He's the CEO of Contact Mapping. Uh, It's a company that he co-founded with his father, who is a world-renowned connector. Contact mapping is the number one system for creating valuable opportunities through relationships. Uh, the, the tool helps you become connected uh, with the person that you know by making it easy for you to remember all those little details, nudging you to stay in touch and making it so that uh, you, you never miss a beat with all of the people who are key to growing your business. And uh, I know I struggle with that. So that's why this is mostly a, uh, a counseling session for Steve. So Adrian, <laughs> welcome. Really glad you're here. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Oh, me too. I You have come so highly recommended to me from people I trust and respect. And so I've really been looking forward to the conversation as well. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So, I mean, this is something that I think everybody struggles with, and and I want to dive into that. But before we dive into that, I want to actually get a little bit more about about you and your background. How did you get to the point where you're co-founding a company and creating software and and doing all the things you're doing with your dad? Yeah, yeah. So you you hinted at it, right? I, I started this company with my dad, which has been such a fun journey and something that I never thought I was going to do. And it's been a real joy. And so a quick bit of background, my dad is just an insane connector. He's this big hearted guy. He's got this big personality. He's 33 years sober. And so he's just, and you know, he, he's the guy that is the life of the party, even though he never has a drink in his hand. And he was both an incredible mentor, uh, as well as a big shadow and a big set of shoes to fill or not fill in doing what he does. And so I grew up, my parents divorced when I was in first or second grade. And so half the week I was watching my dad, do what he did. And he, you know, I think if there was an all-time leaderboard for mobile phone talk minutes, he would, uh, he might be the, <laughs> the all-time great. He has, He's up there. Just, he used to, he used to literally, they, he would max out the highest phone plan. And so he had to have two or three phones because there, like there was a cap on the number of minutes you were allowed to talk on the phone a month back in those days. Um, and so I, I heard him over and over again, being this connector and those values of just the way he talked to people and the way he would cut to the heart of the matter and the way he would pull no punches. And, and a lot of those things, much more than I ever realized at the time were being instilled into me. He's been uh, in multi-level marketing for the last 30 years. And uh, 
in addition to those big shoes to fill, you know, telling somebody that you're a multi-level marketer and especially also an alcoholic at a cocktail party is not the number one way to win friends and influence people. And so I was like, I am not going into the family business. I went like as far as possible away from that. I'm the oldest kid, studied really hard. I went and, and spent three years as a Wall Street investment analyst and then seven years in the world of corporate finance for a, a really fast-growing tech company. And what happened inside of that that was as surprising to me as to anyone else is that I, I climbed the ranks really quickly and it was 100% a function of having learned these principles of building relationships. And so I was working for uh, you know, a medium-sized publicly traded tech company that had offices all over the world. And they occupied a, they bought a defunct shopping mall as their corporate headquarters. And so this, this building was a million square feet on two levels, which meant it was like a mile and a half across. And so you take an introverted finance guy generally and a mile and a half walk to go and see the business partner. There was not a lot of this happening. And I became the guy who would walk across the building and build relationships with sales instead of hiding behind the spreadsheet and all that sort of stuff. And so that led on to going to London, which was our biggest corporate office outside the United States and becoming a bridge between the London office and the US headquarters. And then I ended up spending a couple of years in Sydney, Australia, and ultimately in Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, and at 32 years old, I was running the whole international finance organization, everything outside the US for a couple of billion dollar revenue company. And all of that truly was a function of the ability to connect people together. And so that company in 2016 uh, was taken over by a private equity firm. I had always had this dream to start a company. I never knew what that idea would be or what that company was. And on Christmas Eve, 2016, I was in God's phone booth, AKA the shower. And I had this like <laughs> moment of epiphany that this idea called contact mapping, which is something my dad coined 15 or 20 years ago to describe his sort of method to his madness of being a connector, that that was the thing that was the common thread in both of our lives and in every success that each one of us had had. And, and that was how the idea was born. That's awesome. Great story. Great story. So define for us contact mapping. What When you use that term, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So contact mapping is really a way of being in your life that number one sees every human being as valuable and having the opportunity to contribute to your life and for you to have the ability to contribute to their life. And so one of the big things that we teach people all the time is to stop putting people in buckets, stop drawing distinctions of there. I have a professional network and a personal network and a church community and a soccer community. You know, these are all human beings are human beings. And if you stop putting people in boxes, you will realize that you know, that there's incredible flow between across those things. And so we have this very holistic approach. And so everything we do is about learn someone's story, learn what makes them tick, figure out what's, you know, how, how do I become relatable? What are the challenges that they're facing? What lights them up? What do they care about? Take that information. And in most cases, literally speak it into your phone, however you do it, have a place to capture some notes on that person, because you'll remember 20% in a week after a conversation, you know, you'll lose 80% and those, that 80% is really valuable. And so we make that easy and then stay in touch. 
And so you just begin to build this muscle of just staying in touch, little light touches, right? Doesn't need to be hours and hours of time on the phone every day, calling people, just stay in touch, find creative ways to stay in touch. That's a Harvey McKay-ism, if you know who Harvey McKay is. And as you do that, you're accumulating this database that is literally your most valuable asset. Because what will start happening is instead of that moment where somebody goes, hey, I need this thing, and you go, shoot. I like a week ago, I was talking to somebody about that. Who was telling me that they do or have exactly what you need and you're doing this head scratching thing. We teach people to create this database where you can literally Google your own memory and you become the most connected person you know. And no matter what you do from a career perspective, from an entrepreneurship, from a business ownership perspective, that becomes extremely valuable. So you just hit on something really, I think important in this. I've been in business for longer than I want to admit now. Um, and I, you know, I, I like to think that I'm a pretty good connector and where I always fall down is making those notes and keeping track. And so I forget things because like most entrepreneurs, I probably suffer from a little bit of that entrepreneurial ADD. I'm on to the next thing. How do you make that easy? Because that's where I, I feel like the wheels always come off for me. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's play a little game. I did this just beforehand. So you and I, we had our, com- we had our introductory conversation on May 19th. And I only know that because I hung up the phone with you and <laughs> I literally spoke this into my phone. So this is, this is how simple and quick it is. He lives in Florida. I met him through Joe Soto. His dad was an accountant and he originally trained as an engineer. He got stuck trading his time for money and is now creating a platform to help knowledge workers to write a book, start a podcast and sell a course to create leverage and freedom for themselves. We are going to guest on each other's podcasts. So how long that took me was that long? That was what, 15 seconds? And instead of kind of scratching my head or needing to go spend 15 minutes going back through your LinkedIn profile or whatever to remember who the heck you were before this podcast. If I take 15 seconds to transcribe that into something I can do it with in the future, then I have it forever. And so I speak it into my phone. I was standing outside of Garden Gate Cafe in Longmont, Colorado, getting ready to go into a lunch meeting right after we talked. And it took me 15 seconds as I walked from my car into that restaurant to get that into my phone. Wow. And does that go right into the system that you guys developed, I assume? And it gets transcribed and everything? Yeah. So it's it's like a smart layer on top of your contacts that allows me to set that follow-up reminder to when I go into your contact to see a history of every conversation and every note that I've made. And then everything inside of our system is instantly searchable. And so I'm going to Florida. I can search Florida. I go, you know, accountant and, you know, among people who are accountants, your dad pops up because I have that note that your dad was an accountant. Whatever it is, you can find anybody based on anything. And because I have, I share your malady of entrepreneurial ADD, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going a million miles an hour. And so I would lose track of things. And now it's great because I free up all this bandwidth in my brain because I know that it's someplace. I don't have to work on holding all that stuff in the mental ram, so to speak, because I know that there's a place that I can go and get it anytime I need it. Wow. Yeah. That's that by itself is valuable. So, and if you want to go in a different direction, by all means, take us there. But the next thing that popped into my mind was, all right, I've got the notes and Mm -hmm. I'm building this database, but 
I'm super busy. Now, how do I know who to follow up with, when to follow up with them, how to follow up so that I'm not A, being creepy and B, you know, <laughs> like killing all my time here trying to come up with something creative. So how do you get somebody now to that next step? And if that's not the right next step, then let's let's go to the right one. But that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. So a couple of things. One, you kind of as an aside made this point about like, how do I not be creepy in doing this? And here's the thing, right? If I'm doing what I'm doing from a place of contribution, then it's really impossible energetically for it to be creepy because my desire and the way I show up is to contribute it to you. If I'm doing this robotically, if I'm doing, it, it's the exact same thing as, you know, somebody like, I, I'm so tired of autoresponders that are so to the point where they're attempting to make it sound like it really was sent to you. And yet, you know, clearly that it wasn't. And it's just, it's the most inauthentic BS thing in the world. And so don't be like that whether using contact mapping or using your CRM or using an email, like just don't do that. Like if it's a note that you're sending to a lot of people, still make it personal, make it engaging, make it fun. Don't pretend that I sent you a love letter that was just to Steve. Like that's no, it doesn't work. We're human beings. We are so, our intent is always up for that. So instead, and this is where that personalization really counts, right? Is it's as simple as I, I can, you know, you pop up, right? And I go, okay, Steve, I'll spend literally 30 seconds to one minute. I'll go to your Facebook and your LinkedIn and we integrate with those. So I can one tap out to your Facebook and your LinkedIn and go, oh, has he posted anything recently that I might want to say, hey, I know, you know, I saw this. That can be the conversation starter. Or it's going, hey, you know, how's how's your course? What's, you know, you, I, I heard you launched a new book recently. Whatever it is, how's that going? And it's as simple as that, right? And if they want to talk to you, then the conversation will happen from there. Most of the time, it doesn't. Most of the time I get, you know, hey, thanks for the note, doing great. Hope you're well too. And I'm fine with that, right? Because my my goal is not to have a zillion conversations that take up what little time I have to just be going in circles all the time in conversation. My goal is to stay in front of people, to have them know I care about them. And the ones who needed to hear from me that day which routinely happens to me. And I get an, oh my God, I can't believe you reached out to me today. I was about to call you. They were never about to call you. They were thinking about you probably. They were never going to call you because they, they're, you know, we're all this busy human being and some incredible opportunity or some, you know, I was in a really dark place and I needed to hear from somebody who has been on this entrepreneurial journey and can help pick me up. Like from the most, like heart level consequential stuff ever to huge business deals stuff happens all the time, just through the power of showing up. So that's one thing. The second thing I'll say is you do have to learn how to become pretty ruthless in how you budget and how you make decisions about who you're going to give your time to. And so I really have learned, like, if my gut says, I don't want to talk to this person again, I'm not going to set a follow-up. Like I'll let them go. And they, and they'll still, if they ever bubble back up into my life in the future, that note will be there. And yet I'm going to give myself the grace to say, I'm only going to commit my energy to the people I want to talk to. And I have also gotten to a place where I am more, I'm more realistic with myself, right? I used to say, I want to follow up with a lot of people monthly. I don't have time to follow up with a lot of people monthly. So I, I'm clear on who are my monthly buckets? 
who are my quarterly buckets and so on, so that it's not taking up all my time. So uh, how many people do you follow up with in a typical day? How many people might you touch in a typical day? So I, I have around five to 10 that show up for me a day. My dad is a machine. My dad, and he, for him, it's like a game, not in like a, a, a dismissive way, a game in like, this is the way that he, that he plays his life. He has like 50 to 60 a day. And that is like way out there on the curve of like, very few people would even want to do that. And yet it's neat to see, like, you can play it that big. You can have it be a handful of people that you know are the most important ones. And yet you also know the reality is that if I don't have something that's nudging me to do this, it's going to be a year instead of six months, or it's going to be six months instead of three months. And I'm just not going to do it because life happens. That's where we all are. We have a million things pulling out of us. And so we need systems that are going to support us to stay on track and to live into the intention of who we want to be as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a human being. Well, I tell you what, what I love hearing in all of that is that it's okay if you don't follow up with everybody all the time, because I think particularly with social media these days, the feeling is that everybody's watching and everybody knows, you know, so I went through a, a period last year where we were dealing with some health issues within the family. And I kind of unplugged from a lot of stuff for a little while, just because I needed to focus my time. And I came back and I was, was almost apologizing to people that I hadn't been in touch with and they never noticed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You want to know what most people think about you? They don't think about you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's like, so take some pressure off yourself and also realize how much that is your opportunity to stand out. Because how rare is it that that old friend or that person reaches out genuinely to say, hey, I was thinking about you today. And I think it matters not at all that the reason that I first thought about you today is because I got a nudge that reminded me to do it because I translated that into something more than just the robotic because I do care. Yeah, yeah. And that's the key. You know, we talk a lot. I wrote about it in my first book and I talk about it almost every time I speak, this idea of purity of intent. That you, you've got to come at this as a human being. And if you do that, almost everything else can be made okay. And um, it's really all in how you approach it. And so um, I think we're, we're very aligned on that. So walk us through like what a, a typical, you know, hour or day of follow-up looks like for you, you're having meetings, you're, t- you know, reaching out and connecting with those five to 10 people. What does it look like as you're going through the day? Yeah. So we, um, we do something with and for our customers that I created largely for myself, which is what we call a daily launch. And it's a 15 minute interval that happens. We do it live together for those who can join at noon Eastern time every day. And it's 15 minutes. And the whole premise is it's really five minutes of work. It's, it's a little bit of setup and a little bit of kind of celebration. And it's five minutes. We put a countdown timer. Everybody mutes their mics on Zoom. And it's literally pull out your, your uh, app. And I don't care if you do one or 10 or anywhere in between. Send some messages out saying, hey, I would, Steve, I was thinking about you today. What's going on with the book? How's the family? How's your health? Whatever it is. And just launch three or four 
conversations that are going to come back to you throughout the day. So that's a, a touchstone for me and for our community on a daily basis to have a little space that I carve out to, to initiate some things. And then the other big thing that I do is it has become the joy for me. And I don't always like in, in full transparency, right? I go through phases where I suck at this. So that's okay. And you will too, if you do this, because it's just life starts to happen. What I'm working on doing is to train myself to spend less time in those down moments, kind of mindlessly scrolling Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and spend those down moments taking a moment to reach out to people. So I'll do that when I've got a little 15 or 20 minute stub between meetings, that's not enough time to really take on a bigger task. And I would kind of otherwise fritter that time away. That's a perfect time to be doing that. My car time, I, I'll usually in that case, rather than like cycling through follow-ups, I'll just some, like someone will pop into my head and I have learned to always follow that intuition. And when somebody pops in my head to call them on the spot and it's amazing how much your intuition guides you to call somebody that really needed to hear from you that day. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing. So um, I know you guys have a whole, um, a whole process around how to kind of hold a meeting with, with someone in your network. Um, talk a little bit about that because I think, you know, sometimes people struggle with how do I have that meeting and what is it about? And am I selling or what am I doing in that meeting? That's, going to yeah. give me the information that I need to know and that I want to know about another person. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we wrote a, a, a very short book called the coffee shop interview that is on this subject. And, you know, whether you ever physically go to a coffee shop, whether you even like coffee, it doesn't matter. The whole point is like, if you're getting together with a friend or colleague or prospect or whomever for a cup of coffee, what does that look like? And really the biggest thing is, if it's a, if it's a first meeting, absolutely feel free, you know, have, have a little bit to share about you. However, you are going to make far more impact and progress and create more positive impact on the other person and opportunity for yourself. If you control the conversation with questions. So what do I mean by that? Controlling the conversation with questions is not to just ask a question and sit back and just passively let this person talk for hours and hours and hours with no sort of guidance or whatever. Most of the time, that's a recipe for you to feel really frustrated and burned out doing this after a very short period of time. Cause people will just, you know, there are people that just love the sound of their own voices. And if you don't guide the conversation, you're just going to be like, Oh my God, where did that hour go? <laughs> so the, the goal is to have them do the majority of the talking for you to be really steering that conversation. And where I recommend you're steering that conversation is towards really three big things. One is like, know who this person is, right? Like figure out their spouse's name and their kids' names. And, you know, the couple of things that are really important to them that are kind of the details things and record those somewhere. Because if I know your wife's name, if I know your kid's name, if I know that Joey loves baseball and that Carmen is really into you know, doing science stuff or whatever. And I can say, ask, mention your kid by name and ask that, ask you something about what they're up to. Like we're friends for life on that basis alone. So learn that stuff and 
get it someplace that you can remember. And then it's really two big things. It's values. So what are the things that are the most important to them? What, what makes them light up? Are they a golf fanatic? And as soon as you ask them about golf, you know, we're talking about this whole PGA tour and this new thing is that I don't even like, I'm not a big golf guy. And yet like, this is a huge thing. And so, you know, the right person, they're going to want to talk about that. So like, where do they light up? And then secondly, where is their pain? Where is their gap? Where is their need in their life? And understanding that and continuing to drill down into that enough to really understand it. If you can accomplish those three things in a short conversation with which I know for a fact you can, that's a huge part of what we teach. If you can walk away knowing those three things. So what are the kind of key details about their life and where they spend their time? What are their values and where do they have pains or needs or gaps in their business and in their life? You're going to be able to positively impact them in the future by maybe selling them what you have, by connecting them to somebody that can support them, by sharing something with them that's going to put a smile on their face and by having all of the raw materials you'll need to stay in touch with them without spending a ton of time coming up with something. Because I know that if I ask about Joey's baseball game, that you're knowing that I care about you instantly. That's, that's what we teach. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that simplifies the whole conversation so much. I mean, you're just looking for those few connection points, really. Uh, yeah. You're not trying to remember the entire life story, although you did a pretty good job from our first conversation. Um, I have some notes, but nowhere, nowhere close to what you have. And, uh, and that's, that's really impressive. And the fact that you were able to do it so quickly to me, having the tools that, that enable you to do this and be really effective without yeah. it bogging you down. And I'm, you know, we, I think we all suffer from, you know, running into friction with these things. And when, when we have too much friction, we're just not going to do it because we've got other priorities. So it's, it's how do we take these things that are important, but not urgent in the moment and make them friction free, I think. Um, and it sounds like the app, you know, contact mapping app really has, has done that. So tell us a little bit about the app, how people can kind of, you know, find out more about that and, and, you know, get involved and begin using it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to share one more thing before I go there. Yeah, if that's sure. Okay. Please. So I, I totally agree with you. So friction is everything. And what we have done is even if you have a CRM, your CRM is so much friction because it's, it is that, right? It's like a bunch of fields and forms and crap to fill out. And so contact mapping is where relationships live. Your CRM is where all that structure can live. Or for other people, contact mapping is all the CRM they're ever going to need. And if you don't know what a CRM is, then contact mapping is all the CRM you're ever going to need. Um, so don't get bogged down in that. Uh, they're just, they're these big, you know, tools for tracking sales deals and all that kind of stuff. The thing I'll say though, cause I'm a, I'm a huge efficiency guy and I, like I, you know, I hate having to like screw around with software and like, it just feels like it's so quick for that to feel like a waste of time. Here's the reframe that I gave myself that I think is so essential because as an entrepreneur, your time as anyone, your time is your most precious asset, right? For your audience that you work with in your business, right? They're literally, their time is what they sell. And so anytime that's not being used in the, in service of creating revenue is lost revenue. So we have to be really intentional about these things. And so here's what I'll say, right? If you're in that world, you're doing, 
meetings with potential clients all the time. And I will tell you that if you are willing to spend 30 minutes or 15 minutes on an introductory call to get to know someone and figure out if they're a fit for your business, and you're not willing to spend 15 to 30 seconds to do what I just did with Steve and literally speak it into my phone so that it lives somewhere that I can refer back to it, the 15 to 30 minutes you spent on that client call, you literally were wasting your time. And so spend the, you know, do one sixtieth of the amount of work on the back end, so that the the sixty x amount of work that you spent on the front end was not wasted, because you you will not believe how much you were letting slip through your fingertips without even realizing it, because you're only taking the you know one to five percent of people that are immediately ready to buy and harvesting that. And that other 95 to 99% of your effort is essentially going to waste because you're not following up well, you're not remembering people, and you're just caught in this sort of hamster wheel. So that's what we, again, like I'm so, and I don't even care if you use contact mapping. Like, of course I want you to. I just want you to stop wasting so much of your time (laughs) because it is, it's freaking exhausting, right? Like, I, during the pandemic, I was like, I love Calendly. And I also want to like burn my Calendly link down because I could spend <laughs> yes. all day, like having 15 minute coffee chats with these people. And it's like, good God, I, when am I going to do anything else? So if you're be intentional about that and then be intentional about translating that into something, because otherwise it is a waste of time. And sooner or later, you're going to go, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's just, it's killing me. That, that's great advice. That's absolutely great advice. So tell us a little bit about the software. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, a tool guy. I love the next like gadget. Um, yeah. and if, especially if it'll save time. So tell us a little bit about the the software, how it works where, and I, I'm sure people are going to listen to this and want to go look, look at it and, and check it yeah. out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, uh, so contactmapping.com slash unstoppable CEO is where I want to invite you to go. We love, you know, I, I'm again, I'm a big like impact tracker person. So I always want to like create a special link so that I can see like, where, where did this come from? Like how, what was the impact of, of any given conversation? So contactmapping.com slash unstoppable CEO, you can go over there and, and you can learn more about what we're doing. It is a layer on top of every connection you have. So your contacts in your phone, your LinkedIn connections, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Clubhouse. Uh, We're getting ready to launch Alignable. So we're across all the things. And the idea is that wherever that contact lives, I can create them from that source or I, I can tag their social into an existing contact. I can either speak in my phone or type on my computer a couple of notes about that person. I can set that next follow-up that's going to nudge me of when it's time to stay in touch. And then I have this searchable database that's right there all the time. And so we're on iPhone and on Android. We have a desktop version that you can use on any browser on your computer. And then we also have a Chrome extension that is a layer over the top of all those social platforms. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse. And so I can literally be on Steve's profile on LinkedIn. I can click on it. I can create a contact or I can tag his LinkedIn in a single click to his contact. And then I don't know if you experience this, Steve, I'm, I'm sure many of your, your uh, listeners do, you know, you get, you, you're in all these DMS across all these platforms and they are, they're like 
black holes, right? Like you lose the conversation <laughs> down the thread, it's gone forever. And good luck searching that. And so we created a little, like it's called a clipping tool. And so I can be on our conversation on any of those social platforms and I can click a single button and it pulls that conversation from the DMs into a contact mapping note and I can save it instantly. And then now have it all organized in one place and be able to search that content so that I'm not losing track of things. So we really, back to your point, have gone down this path of like, how do we make this as fast and easy and frictionless as possible? Because nobody wants to be a slave to the tool. We want the tool to work for us and it has to be fast and it has to be simple in order for that to work. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you guys have done a lot of work there. Um, and yeah, I mean, half the time with with those chats, I can't remember, was it on Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn? So it's not even that I can't find it when I'm in the tool. I don't even know which tool to, to look in to think where we have conversations. And I've had conversations that started on one and then migrated, you know, somebody started on Facebook Messenger and the next thing I know, we're continuing the conversation on LinkedIn. And yeah, totally. I don't recommend that. I don't particularly care for that, but it happens. Um, and so you, having a way to pull all that together is actually really genius. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to communicate where they're going to communicate. And it's how do we make that easy for you to stay organized? Yeah, that's awesome. So give everybody the, uh, the URL again. Uh, I want to make sure that folks can go check that out. Yeah, yeah totally. So it's contactmapping.com slash unstoppable CEO. I, by the way, I, I was, t- we were talking before the, this Yeti <laughs> mug with my little unstoppable CEO on it is the, the my favorite thing ever. So thank you again. I was You're uh, welcome. so tickled to receive that. So yeah, contactnapping.com slash unstoppable CEO. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, Adrian, this has been fantastic. This is such an important topic for people. It's so easy to overlook it, but um, I'm excited that you guys have created something that's going to make it easy for all of, all of us. So I'll be over there checking it out this afternoon with everybody else. Awesome. Steve, thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation and you, what you guys are doing for service providers is just a, a genius idea. So really pleased to get to connect. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bring in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.